Good evening. You're listening to K Tahoe AM and FM. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good evening. Happy December, everybody. December one. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. It was excellent. Awesome. Way too much food. We, you know, this year I actually really enjoyed the food that I ate, but I didn't eat too much. I had like just the right amount, so I'm feeling pretty good ours, about that. I started with too many hors d'oeuvres, I think. That's, That's always the way. Yeah. Just that baked brie goes down really easy. Oh, so good. Oh, I'm hungry already. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about the topic of um, being critical. And that really the show is called Are You Too Critical? And this just, you know, um, I like to try and bring in some of the stuff that we're working with, with executives and with organizations, um, as I find things that I think are good for the general public and business people, um, as well as, you know, just individual humans. <laughs> so, um, so this is one that comes up a lot and I notice like, every once in a while I'll, I get into a funk of being critical and certainly, um, I notice it in my kids and I notice it, um, in friends and in colleagues and that kind of a thing where we can kind of go into this funk of being, um, of being critical. And, uh, I'm going to share the definition today from the leadership circle profile. Um, the leadership circle is an organization that does 360 reviews that we, um, use and love. Um, but they have a really great resource that goes with all their 360s and, um, defines this as one of the reactive tendencies that blocks your ability to be a good leader. And I think it kind of blocks your ability to be a good person. So <laughs> it's worth looking at. So the, uh, the definition is that critical is a measure of your tendency to take a critical questioning and somewhat cynical attitude. It measures the tendency of establishing a sense of worth by finding fault, putting others down, or being intellectually or morally superior. Now, have you ever met anyone like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've probably been that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we all have, right? We all fluctuate in and out of reactive yeah. tendencies and um, and creative tendencies. And um, again, the verbiage from Leadership Circle is, is just um, what they talk about in terms of being the most effective leader you can be. But, you know, often I find... Uh, you know, what we find is that people find their, their sense of self, their strength in putting down others or being critical of others. So, um, you know, we look at somebody who maybe doesn't have it all together and think like, I'm so much more polished, you know, <laughs> and that's where I get my sense of worth versus thinking like, you know, wow, aren't I grateful that, you know, I'm got it together, you know, or, oh, I wonder what, you, went on with that person, you know, cause you never know what goes on with people. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm smarter, more educated or more clever. Now this, um, this can happen, you know, often with some academics can, you know, they fall into this category of like, Oh, I have years of education or I know these things. And, um, certainly not all academics by any means. Um, you know, the, the whole thing is about teaching and, and growing other people. Um, but you know, sometimes, and we saw this in that movie, Goodwill Hunting. Do you remember that great movie with Matt Damon and, um, Robin Williams and, um, and the guy starts pontificating about history in the bar to Matt yeah. Damon and Matt Damon just like basically shuts him down and <laughs> tells him like, you're just regurgitating what you learned in your, in your class. Um, so I think that's interesting. You, you know, we also can, we start to look at people sometimes and think like, Oh, aren't they rude or aren't they bossy or aren't they, uh, you know, insert your own. And, and often if we're going from that critical place, what we can be saying is like, aren't they rude? And Ooh, aren't I so much more polite? Mm 
right? And so really, um, people who, who don't act in this critical way, they really find their sense of self, um, internally. You know, they, they don't need to criticize others to feel good about mm-hmm. themselves. And so they, um, and so they don't need to be looking to where they're more superior than others in some way, shape, or form. Um, so there are some critical tendencies, some things that if, you know, if you generally, um, find that you're, you're critical or you think someone in your life is critical, um, here's a handful of the tendencies that, that show up and, you know, listen to these with your own self in mind as well as others, right? So one is to be dogmatic and rigid, right? So you kind of get that morally, if you feel like you're morally superior, you think like your values are better than someone else's. Oh, well, I value this. And since they don't like, clearly I'm better, um, mistrustful of others, uh, people who are critical can tend to have a negative rather than an optimistic attitude. So it's kind of like, Oh, how was the movie? Oh, it's okay. Well, this one part really, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like if you ever meet those people who every time you ask a question, like the first thing out of their mouth is like, some kind of (laughs) negative something. Um, they probably are got a little critical tendency in overdrive. Um, they can be overly critical and tend to blame others when things go wrong. And now I, I personally can own this one. I do this sometimes. Things go wrong and I feel like, ooh, I look bad. And so I'll immediately, start looking for what, what happened and why it's not my fault. (laughs) And you know, I don't love that quality about myself, but I recognize it and I do do that. And, um, it might sound familiar to some of you out there, some of my brothers and sisters in the critical (laughs) family, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we, people, we tend to blame other people. Oh, well that car pulled right in front of me. That's why I got in an accident or that, you know, well, I would have been on time if those people didn't, you know, cut in front of me in line. You know, it's like, well, you would have been on time if you left earlier. That's it, right? Got a plan for that stuff. So they also tend to focus more on problems than on solutions, right? So this here's a little simple thing. If you're only catching the first part of the show is that if you want to shift away from being critical, start focusing on solutions instead of the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the only, my friend Gretchen, I love, she says the only sure way to in, in, uh, ensure that a problem exists is to continue focusing on it. <laughs> right. Well, this is wrong. Okay. Let's keep talking about it. Right. Let's make sure that this persists forever. Um, they also tend to be more concerned with your personal need for recognition than in building effective work re- relationships. So, you know, if you're thinking about like, I need to be recognized for what I'm doing well and I want people to see this was my idea and, you know, look at me, how, how well I'm doing. Oftentimes that can really get in the way of forming good relationships because we look for what's good for us versus what's good for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can happen. They appear to enjoy arguments and debates. Uh, you might often, if you're critical, find yourself at the center of organizational conflict. Right, somebody who's constantly stirring the pot, complaining about everything. Um, they use motivation strategies that are built on fault finding, criticism, and blame. And the thing that's interesting about being critical is it's often cloaked in rationality. Did you ever hear people say like, "I'm not a pessimist; I'm a realist." It's like, all right, I'm rational. This is rational. Um, and that makes it really difficult to overcome, especially in cultures, either whether it's family culture or work environment, where individual achievement and appearing smart are important. 
Okay. So if you think about that, um, like I've had clients in the past whose families are really academic and they are not. So they're always working to try to catch up and to do better and to show that they're worth something to their um, families who are like really into certificates and education and all of that kind of a thing. And so, um, so it can, you know, it can be, you can become more rational here and kind of cloak your criticism and rationality. Um, it can also, you know, the more critical you are, it creates defensiveness in others. So that's kind of a no duh, right? <laughs> like if you're, if you're constantly saying like, oh, that's, you know, those aren't the right shoes to wear or that, you know, why are you driving too close to that car in front of you or what, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, do I need to be defensive here? Like, do I need to protect myself? Cause it seems like you're only looking for what's wrong. <laughs> and so, um, so you want to just be, um, careful about that thing. So, um, so as always, I, you know, I don't like to leave you on the shows with like, okay, so now, you know, you're critical. <laughs> Good luck with that. I like to try and give you some things to think about, uh, moving forward. And so, um, the first thing I would say is notice where you're the most critical and criticism shows up in a few different places. So is it with colleagues at work? Right? Do you find that you're most critical in the workplace with colleagues? Or is it with your loved ones? You know, spouses, your parents, your children? Are you, do we hold them? I mean, sometimes I found in the, in my past, um, that I was the harshest on the people I loved the most. And, you know, in hindsight, it's like we hold people that we love so highly accountable for what we expect from them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget they're human. And that they're fallible. And, you know, it's like we just look for that. Um, so, you know, notice, is it with your loved ones? Or is it with your friends? You know, is it, are you constantly criticizing your friends and their behavior and their lifestyle and what they do? Or is it with strangers? Right? Like, are you in the mall or are you at the, on the road or, and you're just ripping people that you don't even know? <laughs> Right? I mean, these are, you have to be honest with yourself, right? If you're critical, just notice and you can laugh at yourself. It's okay. We all have these tendencies sometimes. Um, or last one, is it with yourself, right? Cause most people who are critical to others, they're pretty darn harsh on themselves. I mean that they turn that criticism inward in a heartbeat. And so, um, so you want to kind of look at yourself like where, where do I show up? Where does my criticism show up? And then, um, ask yourself why. Do you feel less secure with some of these people versus others? You know, I think definitely in certain families of origin, we can feel insecure if we have some story that our parents didn't, you know, we're not living up to what they expected us to be or, mm-hmm. um, or if we're in a relationship and we're feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. And so then we become critical of the others finding fault and then critical of ourselves, um, or is it with your friends where you're feeling like, oh gosh, they have it all together and I don't, so I just need to figure out what's wrong with them so I can feel a little bit better about myself. Um, you know, so, so start with noticing like where does it show up for you? Because usually that's a point of some kind of vulnerability. That's some kind of area where it's like, ooh, I might need to do a little exploration and see what's really going on there. Um, so that's important. And then ask yourself, um, are you looking to prove something? Now this, I notice, um, I've done this in the past and I work really hard to not do this, but it's like we get a story working. Mm-hmm. You know how that works, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like I have a story that my teenager is lazy. 
right? I'm making this up because I don't have a teenager. But, uh, you know, I have a story that my teenager's lazy. So now I'm going to be looking for proof, for evidence that that story is true. And I might not even be doing it consciously. I might be doing it subconsciously. But I'm searching for evidence that my teenager is lazy. And so anytime I see something they do that proves that, it's like, ha, you're lazy. I knew it. You know, this is just one more thing that I can put in my arsenal. And the reality is when we shine that flashlight on that part that we're looking to prove, we often miss all the wonderful things that the people in our lives are doing, you know, including our colleagues, our spouses. And so it's like if you, you know, one easy thing to do is try to catch people doing things right. And I think the first time I ever heard that was at the Marriott way back in the day when I worked there. But um, catch people doing things right. Go home tonight and try to find 10 things that your kids do well. Or go home and try to look for 10 things you can appreciate about your husband or your wife. And notice the difference. I mean, when you're looking for that, you almost miss the other stuff. And so really what we shine our light on, what we're looking for is what we find. And so if you're constantly looking for things that are wrong with people, well, here's a newsflash. You're going to find them because no one's perfect. We all have idiosyncrasies. We're all, you know, messy somewhere or somehow. And so if you're looking for that, you will find it. Promise. Every time. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, if you notice the things that are good, then, uh, then it's an easy way to shift. So begin to notice how you respond. When you're critical, when you notice yourself being critical, ask yourself, wow, what's at risk for me right here? Like, what is that risk for me if that person is, you know, cutting in line in some other line? I mean, oftentimes there's really nothing at risk for us. It's, you know, we see someone else do something to affect, you know, cut in front of someone else at a, a grocery store line. Mm-hmm. for example, or in a store, like I was in Black Friday, you know, that was interesting. And you think about like, hey, um, that person just did somebody else wrong, you know, and you get really angry and you think, what's at risk for you here? You know, really nothing. But if you go down deep enough, it's probably that somebody could do that to me. Mm-hmm. And what would that mean? Well, that would mean I'd be disrespected. Well, what would that mean? Well, that would mean that, you know, people don't respect me and I'm, you know, and and then I'm not worth anything or, you know, you could, you follow it down and you kind of see where it goes, but, um, but you notice what triggers you and how you're responding. And then, um, and then just, you know, ask yourself, um, what was at risk for you? And that'll really help you get to the root of where your criticism is coming from and where this critical, this need to be critical is coming from, you know, what kind of thoughts do you have? What beliefs, what's going on? Um, You can also ask trusted family members and friends for feedback, right? So like, I feel like I've been kind of negative lately. I feel like I've been a little critical. Like, would you check me on that? Would would you be willing to tell me if I'm doing that? And you can make up a funny word or something so they don't have to pull you aside and say, hey, Jen, you know, you're being a little critical today. You know, you can you can give yourself an alter ego. And so um, we, a couple of my friends have different names for <laughs> for our less than um, positive counter egos. And so, um, so sometimes when I get into my real critical um, mode, I call myself Lucy, like from the Peanuts, because, uh-huh. you know, she's always like, 
oh, Charlie Brown, you're such an idiot, you know? And so it's like, oh, Lucy's out today. Wow, what's Lucy doing today? You know, hey, I noticed I saw little Lucy in the Starbucks this morning. Like, what was she up to? And so, um, so it just makes it a little bit funnier and easier for your family or friends to share with you. And then, um, but you want somebody you can trust, right? You don't want to ask somebody who you're hoping to get approval from to do this, who you're already feeling really vulnerable around because it's, you know, that's not a safe place to get feedback. You want to get feedback from a safe place and from somebody who's not going to use it against you or try to like, oh, see, there you are again. You're doing it. I mean, you you don't need to get criticism to fix the critical. So don't ask your kids to do this. (laughs) Right. Although... It could be good if you ask your kids because at least then you could show them what a appropriate way to respond to critical feedback is. This is true. Right? So there's one thing. So you can name your other ego. Um, there's always Miranda from The Devil Wears Prada if you need a name. Remember her? She was so evil. Um, and then at the very end of it, you could just ask yourself, like, how do I want to be experienced today? How do I want to be experienced at this party? How do I want to be experienced you know, at the PTA meeting, how do I want to be experienced with my friends? And if the answer is I want to be experienced as positive and with integrity and being, you know, authentic and self-aware, then you want to work towards those things. You know, if the answer is I want to be perceived as critical, well, then don't change a thing, you know, but if, if it's not, then um, work towards the positive version of yourself versus trying to stop being critical. Because as you work towards those more positive versions of yourself, those more positive characteristics, then you're actually going to become less critical in the process without a lot of effort. So you'll be moving towards what you want. And finally, the last thing you can do is just kind of check in with yourself through the day. Like, how am I doing? Am I like spiraling downward here? Am I, have I been critical today or have I been pretty positive and, and, uh, you know, supportive of people today? Um, and you know, I always like to say, be more curious than you are critical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so think of that. So what do you think, Jen? What do you think about all this? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a loaded question, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's something I need to work on. It just seems to flow out, especially, and then the self being self-critical. Oh yeah, then we turn it right back on yeah, ourselves. Yeah, so that's it's, um, and I think everybody does it. We, I think we do. I, <laughs> I think, think we all do it to different degrees. Who doesn't do it, and it's it's hard, and it is. I like what your friend said about, you know, have a solution. The problem will exist forever if it's only the problem. And I do that with my family mm-hmm. specifically, my kids. It's. You don't come to me with a problem if you don't have a solution. Right. It doesn't mean the solution's going to fly or... Right, but at least I want to know you've thought about yeah, it. but don't just come... In. I am not the complaint department. Right. And um, I'm just encouraging people, let's find a solution instead of this all, no, 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 no. Yeah, and you know, in the workplace, the yeah. easiest thing to do is like focus on the process, not the people. Yeah. Oh, that accounting department, they're so ridiculous. You know, it's like... Yeah. Maybe the process is wrong. Maybe the way that the accounting department is set up doesn't work to the serve the needs of the organization at the highest level. So maybe there's some small tweak you can make to make it better. Yeah, that's one thing. I a company I worked for for a long time. We did um, we did process checks after events and after you know big type things. What went what went well, right? And what were opportunities? Yeah, um, to to change and tweak and. 
Um, I, I kind of miss doing that, you know. Yeah. I, try, I do them at home a little bit on things, especially holidays when the time's crunched and budgets are crunched. And right. Taking a look afterward. What worked? What did we enjoy? What didn't work so well? And yeah. How do we, you know, move you know, out of that. What can we change? Yeah. What can we change? And I mean, we often, it's like, oh, it's done. Just close the chapter on that thing and move on. And, but that's that moment. If you take that moment, um, and you're able to, um, tap in, then you can get some real good pearls of wisdom there. And so, um, I kind of wish yesterday, I think I'm going to do a process check on the Christmas tree lights with my husband tonight. I'm going to be like, okay, that did not go as well as it could have gone. You know, we both stayed pretty chill despite the fact that it was kind of annoying and frustrating to get the Christmas tree lights up. But it took us two tries, you know, but I'm like, what could we have done different? Like, what do we want to do different next year instead of just attacking the tree and going for it? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to thank go. you for that, Jen. Yeah, just put it in, make a little sheet and put it in with your Oh, that's Christmas a fantastic box, idea. Stuff. Remember, so start at the bottom. So when you, yeah, you, well, see, I'm a top starter because I'm a, yeah, I know. I just, it's, yeah. I guess it depends which way you're going. It is. But you and could go up. I guess there's no reason you couldn't go up. I don't know why we always start at the top and go This down. is why we need a process check. We don't know. Yeah, we need to check it. That. We need to check it. Maybe so, I wouldn't have had to do it twice. Right. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great start to your December. You've got four weeks to go till the, or five weeks to go till the end of the year. Do not start slacking off now. You got to hit it hard so you can sail through those holidays with, you know, great satisfaction while you're enjoying your well compensated white space. So, you know, just stick it out these next few weeks so you can, you can enjoy those quiet times, those holiday times with your family. Do you have your holiday bingo up online? I, you know what? I need to repost it on Facebook. I, I think it's still on there from last year, but I will, um, yeah, but I will because that was a good one. Maybe we'll do it again next week. That's always a good one. Bingo cards. All right. We'll do the holiday bingo next week. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Have a great week. Thank you. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with the bright side here on K Tahoe.